What's up, everyone? Welcome. Welcome to Happy Sad Talk Thing. Welcome to the greatest night of your life. The greatest night of your life is Tuesday afternoon. And if you don't agree, well, you're, you're not a fucking, you're not a fucking American person. Oh boy, oh boy, nationalism. So weird. So weird. I'm from here. <laughs> Sick. Ah, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, you guys. Went on a nice walk today around Silver Lake. Um, ran into some friends. It was a very pure moment. I was like, oh, I'm on a walk and I see people I care about who care about me. It was so nice. Yeah. That's really it. It was, just, it was so nice to enjoy a walk. A surprise walk with friends around a neighborhood. Got a pod for you today. My friend Carter Who is uh, One of my best friends He's been on the podcast before In the context of The Nova Darlings But he's never been On his own episode And I was thinking to myself I was like Huh That's weird One of the most important people in my life So Basically, some people you, you take for granted, you know, because they're in your life so much. I think Carter is one of those people. He also, um, we also live together. So that is like another reason why I take him for granted sometimes. But man, he's known so many versions of me in the last five years we've we been friends. I feel like he's really witnessed me coming to my own, you know? He's really been there for me in all these times. Oh boy, oh boy. Listen guys, Carter is just a piece of shit. <laughs> he's a liar, he's a thief. Have I said that exact thing about Carter on this podcast? I can't remember. Um, yeah, so this is like a cool opportunity to get to know somebody... Like in an intentional way that I already know. A lot of times I'm talking to people on this podcast for the first time. And that's great because it's like total uncharted territory, you know? But this is cool because it was like, oh yeah, what don't I know about this guy? Turns out a lot, you know? I should admire Carter a lot. He's a cool person, artist, musician, drummer. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've been having some debates this week. Some, some good faith, kind, devil's advocate debates with some friends about, like, political correctness and stuff. And why we do and don't say certain things. And, uh... It's definitely causing me to think a lot. You know, I used to say a lot of things I don't say anymore. 
Like we see it in our culture, obviously. If you watch a comedy movie from 10 years ago, it's like, yikes. Homophobic thing, <laughs> you know? After homophobic thing. The punchline of a joke being like, this person is a person of color. That's the whole joke. And my friend was arguing like, just for the sake of argument, he's a compassionate person. But he's saying like, like what, like why are we, you know? And you hear it from comedians a lot of time. You're like, oh, we should be able to say whatever we want, you know? And but that's also an argument you hear from like right wing people, you know? Like freedom of speech, like Alex Jones, you know? Well, it's like, well, okay, well, does your freedom of speech include your right to like oppress other people? And that's where it gets interesting, you know? Because as soon as you say you can't, like, push a boundary, it becomes, in some ways, more enticing to push. But the thing I kept coming back to was, like, the free market or something of, like, comedy, you know? Where it's, like, eventually, like, jokes rooted in hatefulness or exclusion will uh, fall out of fashion, kind of, how they have, you know? Like, people just won't find them that funny anymore. Um, but it's weird when you when you start to get down on the granular level of, like, okay, what jokes are okay to make? And what jokes are not okay to make? Because I want, you know, I want everyone to be able to listen to this podcast, for example, and not being like, oh, someone here and being like, oh, they're... This isn't for me, you know. Um, or if they do do that, I want it, <laughs> if they poop, if they poop that, I want it to be because it's like something that I value or something like, you know, like the boundaries that I enjoy pushing are like homophobia. Yeah, that's one that's seems like it's a worthy quest of like, yeah, I like to push that button in people, you know? And continue to explore that boundary in myself, you know? Be like, oh, where is there still dormant hate in me that I, I can uh, oust, you know, through exercise? But then, I don't know, my friend made a joke about being a murderer the other day, and I was like, it's funny, you know? And I was like, oh, do I hate murder victims? <laughs> like, no, obviously not. I don't know. We've had a couple of these sort of, like, long-form conversations, and, like, language is fluid, and it's changing, and we should talk about how it impacts people, and, you know... There is, there is like the backlash, PC backlash thing, which is interesting. So I think people think that they're like sacrificing freedoms or something like that, or somehow being dishonest or overly sanitized. But by avoiding saying like certain words, 
don't know, I think that gives us freedom. I know that sounds <laughs> backwards, but it's like... No, it gives us freedom because it... I don't know, it allows us to... Like, if that's the boundary you're going to push against, intentionally or unintentionally, it's like... Okay, now you just cut a bunch of people out of the conversation. I don't know, and me and my friend, we talked about, like, punching down and stuff, and... Punching up. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Comedy. Comedy for the sake of... Unity, ultimately. But then, like, you should... It should also be, you know... It could be edgy and, and shake shit up, too. You know? I just think there's enough out there. <laughs> enough hypocrisies to point out. In terms of social progress, you know... Uh, it's like we should we should put our attention there. I don't know, guys. I'm being kind of vague in general, and I'm 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 reaching a level of frustration and also a fear of judgment, you know. Um, but hey, we're just talking here, you know. I'm getting a little distracted by this synthesizer. New Nova Darling shirts on our website, thenovadarlings.com. Go check those out. I think that's all I got for you today, friends. Let's get to our wonderful interview with our wonderful friend Carter. L.A. drummer. Nice guy. Here we go. Carter, cool, cool, Super dude. Sick. Oh, I'm really glad you're here. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm so happy to be dude, here, dude. Dude, all right, great episode. Hey, that's man, it. Man. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, check out my Twitter. Cool. All right, yeah, guys. That's see you it. next week. Thank you, <laughs> Carter. What's what's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been too long. It's been too long. We're definitely sure. overdue for yeah. a podcast. We've you like are maybe the person I see the most in my <laughs> life and maybe am the closest to the most frequently emotionally as well. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's, that takes a lot. <laughs> and so we got that. We don't have to. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. When you, when you're like, like making time to see someone yeah. that you like live with. I was just know? thinking about that. Cause I feel like yeah. we maybe spent more time not spent more time, but hung out more right. when we weren't living together. Because you would make way. plans yeah. to hang out or yeah. you would see each other and it would be like, uh, be like oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, w- we actually shared a moment last night in the kitchen that I thought was the <laughs> most, like a kind of a beautiful moment <laughs> yeah, where funny. <laughs> you walked in 
and like i was listening to a podcast just like eating pot it was like one in the morning or something <laughs> like that and i was like oh hey man i like paused my podcast and I just like, kept eating my soup, and like <laughs> neither, you, of and neither of us said anything. And it was about like ten, like fifteen seconds, and then I just looked you dead in the eyes and resumed the podcast. Oh, that was great, man. That was great. Yeah, I feel like uh, we're both guys that like our alone time. Yeah, you know, definitely. So that's important. It is important, but it's also like it's nice to have friends around too. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like finding that balance, where it's not a uh, you know. It's, you can still enjoy your, your alone time, but, you know. Have you ever lived alone? No. Not No, I haven't. I mean, I spent some time um my apartment that was near USC. It was... Yeah. There was a while where my roommates weren't around a lot, and so I was yeah. alone for, like, felt like months at a time. I mean, they'd right. come, um, you know... Uh, sometimes during the week they'd like drop in for a couple things, so but you'd never they know. weren't living there right. really. So you had to keep your pants on at all times. Yeah, definitely. You never knew when someone was just gonna yeah. open the door. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was a weird time. It was like, it's funny because I sometimes now I get caught up in thinking like, oh, like I wish I could live alone. Right. And how nice it would be. Yeah. And then that time was kind of like tough a lot of the, you know yeah. being alone all was the it time depressing? it was depressing man it was like yeah do you think some of it was circumstantial otherwise in your life yeah there were definitely some you know a couple things that were was like, that when i was ruthlessly <laughs> bullying you dude that's when you're beating me up every day, <laughs> every day. And, uh, i mean you convinced me it was cool but <laughs> dude this is cool <laughs> <laughs> no i remember because that's when you and quinn that was the beginning of the long distance yes. era of your relationship. Yep. Quinn that Andre, was. previous guest of this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Um, she, yeah, I'm glad she you guys are still dating it. because there's this one episode <laughs> of this podcast uh-huh. where I'm like, uh, I forget, I like reference the fact that you guys are dating. Yeah. I think it was during a live show and I was like, well, like, that's going to be on the internet now forever. <laughs> so oh, yeah. That was up. like recent, or uh, not recently, but. It was the most recent live one, but it was like over over a year ago. Yeah. When I lived with Quinn. Totally. That was like in the beginning, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that was when you lived alone. And now it's like we, we can't break up ever because nope. that is permanently. <laughs> yeah, it's canon in the Max and Carol podcast man, universe. <laughs> and that's how everyone must live their lives to accommodate my <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but she left and it was it was tough. How long had you guys been dating before that? Um I want to say like 6 6 months roughly. Yeah. And um Yeah, it was crazy cuz we had just graduated and I was still like around campus and it was super weird cuz no one was around. And I was just living in this apartment. I didn't have a right. job. Like yeah. my job f- from school like stopped once I graduated. Um, oh, so it was right after graduation that this happened. Yeah, mm. this was post graduation. So a lot of na- like a natural bluesy moment for a lot of people. Exactly. Everyone was kind of going through this weird like, what dun, do we do? Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. A lot of John Lee Hooker albums. At exactly. That time. <laughs> But yeah, man, it was weird. Um, yeah, but I remember being sad at that time, and I was not also going through this relationship trial. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it. It was, I was like sad a- once. <laughs> 
everyone everyone definitely was like going through the the post grad yeah. like strangeness for sure yeah you go through your whole life in school where you have like an explicit purpose and yeah and i think especially as musicians we already have kind of like this strange you know floaty like existence trying right. to figure out what <laughs> yeah. the fuck we're doing it's not like all right next school <laughs> medical school yeah. or like neck time me up for the company <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's how. no ladder to work your way up right. to CEO. Yeah. yeah. Of rock. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's it's I think it's still hard, you know, we're only like a year out. Yeah. Pretty much exactly. And it's still weird like finding, you know, your footing and everything, but yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel pretty removed from that time, you know. Yeah. Like I feel it's so long ago. It you mean so post-graduation? Yeah, like the when you just said a year, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Get out of town. Like it seems longer, you mean? Seems longer yeah. for me, <sighs> you know. So much has happened since then, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude, the war. The war, dude. <laughs> yeah, it came out of that one. What do you, I mean, a lot of, like, it's interesting because I know a lot about you, but this is, like, cool because. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know fucking shit, dude. <laughs> Everything has been a lie uh, up to this point. Um, <laughs> what are you sorry? <laughs> what are you saying, dude? <laughs> no, dude, this is great. What have you? Uh, what do you think about? <laughs> what, do I, what do I think about? Yeah, what's on your mind like mm. these days? I don't know. Just trying to figure out what what i really want i think mm -hmm. and like you know it's actually just talking to quinn about this but like i think like performing for me is so important right. um to my happiness but also and in a way it's funny because we just had a show yesterday but yeah. i was feeling like i i wasn't playing that much or something and realistically during the show no 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 oh like before, like, I'm pretty sure you're playing the whole show. <laughs> I just dropped my sticks, but <laughs> I have this weird feeling that I'm not playing the drums right now. <laughs> Carter, you didn't hit a note. You just sat on stage, <laughs> but it was sick. It was cool. But before that, you hadn't played a show in a sec. Yeah, it had felt like that. Realistically, right. it probably only been like a couple weeks. Right. But for me, I don't know. It like builds up quickly, and I start to feel like uneasy. Like I want to play. I want to like perform. Right. Yeah. And. I think a lot of me like feeling good about myself comes from performing, um, which in a way is good, but also I'm trying to figure out to detach from that a little more. Right. Without because being like needing that. Yeah. To be, because it's kind of volatile, like whether or not volatile. you're going to gig. So like yeah. if, you, if your self-worth is tied up in this X factor. Exactly. And yeah. that's, that's a hard line to walk though. Yeah, it is because it's also like what, you know, we want to do. Excuse me. And, and so it's like, well, I should want this. I should, right. I should need this. Yeah. This, this is, is a healthy I, thing to pursue. Yeah, and exactly. But like also, job and yeah. Yeah. But also don't want to be caught up in needing it to be happy. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause then if it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, like I still want to yeah. value myself as a person. Exactly. Like detaching myself from being a drummer, being a musician. That's a really hard thing so to do. Hard. And yeah. like, I'm so caught up in. Like my identity is so closely tied to that. Yes. 
it's like who who the fuck am i yeah without, without that, that it's it's kind of scary but yeah. it's like i don't know it's important to like think about that's <laughs> i mean and that's what i i think about i guess like as of yeah. late you know totally i've been thinking about that too yeah. i've been going to these al-anon meetings oh, which yeah. is like for friends and family members of alcoholics yeah that's right and like i go there and i like have not told people about like what i you know normally like, within five seconds of meeting somebody like kind of comes up like what you're all about you know totally so i'm just like oh yeah i freaking rock yeah super hard all yeah. day with my friends <laughs> I don't know, I'm just like, I do music stuff, you know? Yeah. So it like hasn't come up yet. So it's been like a little experiment mm. in that, you know, of just like, totally. I just refer to it as like work. If I talk about it, you know, I was like, Oh, yeah. last night I had work with my friends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has so, it been hard to like, kind of like, there's part of me that it, because it's just so easily like, this is the thing that makes me special. Yeah. Especially in a group yeah. of like, not necessarily musicians. Like, yes. I be like, Oh, I'm just like, this is my, you know, like, yeah. ego personality exactly. thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so it, it definitely is a fucking trip when you're just like, oh, like, if I don't have that thing to make me unique, like, mm. what's what's left? You yeah. know? Like, what else is there to value about me? Yeah. Turns out, not much. <laughs> not much at all. <laughs> There's about nothing. No. So it's it's been nice to just be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm just... I feel like it's a healthy ego practice. It is. Know, to, like be like okay what is this what am i without this you know yeah what are my values beyond (laughs) Uh, that was nice um yeah i think like just relationships whether they be right romantic or your your friendships and your yeah family just kind of trying to because i i tend to take those things for granted a lot i think um Mm throughout the day you know right getting caught up in other shit and yeah like when you really pause and think okay yeah like these things are the most important thing yeah um, i feel like you and quinn make a lot of time for each other yeah we try to yeah we it, it's been tricky because of like even even now that she's back she lives in santa monica um luckily i work in the palisades part-time and so I'm over there a lot in that direction, mm-hmm. but it it is hard because it's like right. we were used to being at USC and literally when you and her lived together, you were a block away. Yeah. So it was like we could do our own thing and get back together and like right. hang out or whatever. Or let so, me go to my place. I'll be back in 10 minutes <laughs> as opposed to like... It's like, I don't know if I can come back. I don't know if I can exactly. come back and it'll take an hour or two hours. Yeah. It's a lot of driving yeah. um, for both of us and kind of figuring out that that's actually something we've been, you know, trying to figure out like a balance so that, you know, one person isn't really like, right. You driving them, you know, yeah. more than the other. It takes a lot of time, money and energy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Word. Yeah. Did you always have like friends and stuff? No. <laughs> Do you um, want to hang out with me right now? <laughs> Should we be friends? <laughs> I'll um, let you know by the end of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, was that is that the whole question? Like, actually, yeah. Like, do you like? Were you always like social? Were you ever like a loner? 
You know, I kind of saw myself as a loner probably, but I right. wasn't really like you're having an internal lonely time, but yeah, you like had people that you hung out with. Totally. I was always more of like a, a close, like I'd have like a few close friends. Right. And that's kind of it. Um, I mean more in high school, I guess I kind of had a group of friends. Yeah, I did. I mean, but I really only confided in like a, kind of a small group of people. Right. Really. That you felt like really knew you. Yeah. That I felt comfortable around. I think I still, that's still kind of how I am. Yeah. I don't really like talking about myself unless I really <laughs> know someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up was tricky cause I, you know, I, was playing drums at a really young age. Yeah, when so did you start performing? Performing? Well, I mean, I started playing drums when I was six, and then I want to say like third grade, which would have been like, I don't know. Nine. Nine, yeah. Nine, ten. And there was a um, like a school-run like art fair type thing. Right. And they did music as well, and there was a performance... And so um, I I think I still have this, but I had like this shitty boombox that I guess it wasn't a boombox. I don't know. It had like it, there was like a tape recorder or cassette tape recorder yeah. built into it. So you could listen. I think you could listen to CDs and cassettes, but you could also record. Wow. Yeah. And there was like one output and it was like a shitty like like a shitty that we had one shitty mic that. Oh really? That went to like a you know a court. It was like a quarter inch mic, but the cable is like yeah, yeah, attached yeah. to the mic, like <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so I mean I I don't really remember like a karaoke any. mic or something. Yes, exactly. That's probably what it was for. But it also had this recording function. Anyways, that's sick. So we some I don't know like for this uh, for this thing I recorded. That was like the first time I had recorded something. Anyways, I got picked to. What did you record? It was like a drum solo. Hell I yeah! I mean, <laughs> what I so you hit record the drum the, solo at the time. Yeah, you hit record on the drum on the on the drums. Um, <laughs> so you recorded the drums and you played the boombox. Uh, so it was just you solo drums. Yeah. Um, yeah, solo drums. I really want to find it actually because it's probably um, interesting. I mean, what if you were just like <laughs> fucking so much better? You <laughs> doing, just digressed. Like, Damn, dude. <laughs> dude honestly, it's funny. I mean, the ideas you come up with when you're at that state, like right. you really don't know much, and you kind of don't. There's a freedom care. there. There's a su- you don't like, have like a freedom. context. Yeah. To like, why can't I just play the toms only <laughs> <laughs> for a while? <laughs> dude, it's funny. I just remembered this. So there was actually another drummer that year your enemy ran yeah my enemy <laughs> and he uh this poor kid he like he w- he was good and he wanted to use my drum set and like but we we weren't back to back or whatever because they were like we can't have two like <laughs> really long shitty right. drum solos right next <laughs> to each other <laughs> so was it like I, a talent I, show type thing? It was kind of like, yeah, it was like a talent show, but it was somehow run through like the school districts. Okay. Through like, but I so don't know. It was like just a private school. thing. It was called Reflections. Cool. I don't know if it was like a private or government run thing. Right. But they pick kids from all over the district and there are levels to it. Oh. So like 
you you do like your school and then you can go to like <laughs> oh there's like rounds there's rounds i think there's only two <laughs> like the next level maybe that's like you get yeah. together with all the kids from the district if you get first or second word in your category if yeah. there's music art i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. so anyway so this kid this is a really boring story but i just i like it made me think of yesterday because we had the show yeah um i had to like turn my snares off because um, <laughs> like there was a pianist after me and so i turned my snares off i go back and then the kid that's after me so the pianist plays and then the other drummer goes up and he's playing and the snares aren't on and he's like he's like doesn't know i don't know if he doesn't know how to turn it on or oh, he's no. like does he not know no like he didn't know when he sat down and he started playing and it was this type of thing where i could see it like in his yeah. face and it was just like he didn't want to stop to turn it on like there was no good moment also yeah. when, when you're that young it's like hard to smoothly like turn your snares right. on yeah like, especially if you're mid playing exactly that's like for people i guess the like, people that maybe don't know like yeah we should snare explain drum sounds like <laughs> So like you have like the tom drum. You think of a drum set. You have those like circly drums. Yeah. The snares have like little metal S- beads on the bottom. Yeah, they're like snare wires. They're actually called just snare wires. Snare wires. Um. Yeah, they're metal wires. Are they from like a snare, like a trap for? I think that's what it a comes rabbit? from. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Word. Not really sure. I should know, but, um. Yeah, they're little metal wires that kind of. <laughs> mm. Um, touch the bottom of the head, right? And you can turn them off, yeah, to make it kind of sound like a tom. Yeah, so it's like, as opposed to like, like a snare, like, it'd be like, exactly, way cooler. Carter, welcome to my podcast where I explain drums to you. Dude, I love it, man. No, this is good. This is type of shit. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about it when I'm telling the story. I've I've been teaching drum lessons recently, and it's like yeah. it's tricky because the place I teach at has electronic drum kits, mm. and so it's really just weird. Like these kids don't. And I feel like they. It's just so hard to really teach them what a hi hat is and does. Totally, <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make with, any sense <laughs> with like. They're like. It's just a pedal, and then like a wire, and then like a, one of the three symbols, and you're yeah. like, why is this one pedal? You know, like there's no closing. Yeah, an opening mechanism. Yeah, I feel like well, I feel like physically seeing that hi hat go up and down with your foot movement, totally. and like it just. So I was like, uh, so I like tried to look up a video and be like, "This is what this is." <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good six idea. Six year olds are just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Electric drum sets really are, especially if you have like a really like beginner, like yeah, bottom of the line. And they're so expensive. Piece of shit, kid. Piece of shit, no. <laughs> but, it, you know, and it makes sense for a lot of kids, especially in L.A. Maybe volume. they live in an yeah. apartment. Yeah, for volume. Yeah, totally. the kid I, um, I mean, he's not a kid. He's 18. But the guy I've been teaching, um, he has the same thing where he lives in an apartment. Yeah. And so, like, he yeah, has a little set. electric drum set. Yeah, it's great. But it's, like, the touch and the tone, like, right. how, understanding. How it reacts. Yeah. Understanding how to get the drum sound good. I mean, it's night and day like if you just learn yeah. electric you're not going to be yeah able to really sound great um and the other you know obviously the other way around it's like way smoother you know if you learn on a regular kit you can yeah. get an electric kit and electric kits aren't really like 
I guess pe- people are using like you know even I use like a when rolling they, pad or right. like a yeah I feel like that is sample pads yeah with the drum set but no one's like going on I mean some people do but it's like <laughs> pretty rare pretty rare if I've someone's on, on stage with like a full a electric drum set yeah I feel like you see it on maybe like American Idol yeah once in a while or something it. yeah yeah just kind of a bummer I'm but watching a lot of American Idol these days <laughs> dude <laughs> have you seen the new season dude <laughs> Oh boy, it's but, getting good. They really, they really finally figured that show <laughs> they out. Finally got it, man. <laughs> Is Simon Cowell still on that show? Oh God, I want to say just shooting from the hip. It's Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and someone else. Yeah, maybe Simon Cowell. Dude, that's crazy. Like I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't personally understand the appeal of the show at this point. Right. Like in the beginning, it was such a. I remember watching it with I my family. It, yeah. yeah, when it was first. Oh, I think I watched the Ruben Stuttered season. Mm-hmm. Season two. Those were the I actually days, have no dude. idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, yeah. That was that blank stare. I was wondering what that was. Yep. Ruben oh, yeah, Stutter. Love Rubes. Me and Rubes, Rubes go way back. Champ. <laughs> um, so you started playing drums at six mm-hmm. from a teacher or like, how did that idea come about? Because your dad played music. Yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah. Both my parents play music or played music. My dad was more of um, like a fanatic. He right. just listened to a bunch of shit. He loves. He yeah. loves music. He still yeah. does. Um, obviously, you yeah, know. He you comes said he to was a like, lot of our shows. And yeah, stuff. and you said he was showing you like Ben Folds records. Oh yeah, yeah. When you were like little, little, like I don't even know. And he would. There was a mute knob on our van, like to mute the the track. And he would be playing like rock in the suburbs or something. Yeah. And he would just like be muting the, these F words. <laughs> and like my sister and I didn't really know what right. Ben was saying. But Gets we me knew real it pissed it. off. Makes me want to say, say literally, dude, that song. I'm rocking the suburbs. <laughs> dude, literally, that's so funny. Because that song, especially, I remember him just yeah. like muting that part. That's so funny. Um, All the instruments drop out. <laughs> <Ben Folds> just <laughs> screams fuck at the top and of his voice. <laughs> but then uh my dad it's probably my dad he made the mistake of getting me like a green day album um and i was probably like uh, i don't know third grade or something third or fourth grade and he got and he was really adamant about giving us like clean records and he yeah he gave me like the explicit version of like dookie or something right and then i was like oh fuck this is great game over baby <laughs> game over fuck fuck <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck fuck shit <laughs> ass man oh, oh man my mom's gonna be so so sad right now <laughs> love you mom swearing as a kid i remember being like 12 or something and being like I'm like, I remember like probably saying out loud, like, yeah, I love to swear. It's cool. It makes me cool. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I was like in a, I had a group of friends. Um, we are actually in a band when we were really little and it's elementary school. What was the name of it? Is this Oculus of Sinister? (laughs) Yeah. It was kind of like before that became a band. It was us. It was like three of the people from that band. Um, we were all friends in elementary school. We did play together. We went through a couple name changes. Yeah. But um, we, uh, yeah, anyway, so I remember just being at lunch and just fucking like saying the worst shit. And one of our friends, he was like, he was really 
he was a, a really good kid and he was like he he didn't want to swear and yeah. he was he was like a polite <laughs> great person yeah <laughs> and me and my other friend were just trying to convince him to say the worst shit that is like such we were a like, classic say fuck <laughs> say fuck <laughs> such a classic kid thing just the worst man like you gotta Looking be back just as fucked up as me yeah yeah <laughs> this is so cool yeah so green day what else were you listening to <laughs> kid kid carter kid carter dude um I, I went through a, re- a very big uh, Green Day phase. I mean, I listened to a lot of different sh- stuff from my dad because my dad got me into right. like Led Zeppelin um, and a lot of like different classic rock music. And then, um, like Green Green Day was one of those first kind of departures where my dad wasn't like a big fan right. of it. So that was maybe like the first thing that was yours. Kind of, I, from or what I can remember. Yeah. Um, Cause then like I was getting to that age where it was really, it was cool to like not listen to what your parents listen to. Yeah. You're like, quest for identity. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And the explicit nature of it all. Um, but yeah, that I was really into like, (laughs) (laughs) dude, I just love just the fucking, the fuck and everything. Yeah. I used to go over to friends' houses and not like not realize that I swear a lot and like I, my parents yeah. would swear you know yeah and not like a ton but like yeah. i would notice Dude, it when that's i was really messed up man. i'm sorry it's gotta be tough fucking for you. fuck dinner is ready <laughs> <laughs> mackin well yeah the fuck <laughs> it was just not uncommon to watch like movies or you know yeah with that with like explicit language in it totally or something um or you know my parents would you know Anyway, so I would go over to other people's uh, places for dinner, and I'd be like, "God, fucking this this fucking chicken is great." <laughs> I don't know what I would say. <laughs> this chicken's fucking great, <laughs> right in my ass. <laughs> I don't know what I would say, but I remember like I would notice like it. parents being like, Whoa. "Yeah, just being like, whoa, man, <laughs> whoa, Jesus, Mackin, what the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was always like." I, I was I was glad my it was me my mom was more like you know watch your language around me for like, sure and that did make me very cognizant of like when I was over at other people's houses like, right okay okay like don't play cool play cool don't fuck 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 you know kind of whispering it to go myself. to the bathroom just say to yourself just get it all out fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right there <laughs> you funny. did you get along you have one older sister right yes did you guys get Claire. along growing up yeah i mean no actually <laughs> we you know we didn't get along um for you know if i if i think about all the time we lived together like those 18 right. years like more than half of it we probably didn't get along yeah and then once i mean honestly most of it was because i was super immature and just a jackass um right and so once I matured, everything <laughs> was better. Like once, probably once I was 12, maybe 13, 14, what, I just stopped being a fucking dick. What made you a jackass? <laughs> I would just... In your mind. Hmm, I don't know. I was just good at like getting under skin and kind of like... Right. Always like starting an argument out of anything, you know? Right. I could just kind of like prod. I was good at prodding and... um 
yeah she she was always i mean we'd get we get in fights but like <laughs> she was definitely more and still is like just a very compassionate loving person right um and i think once i got older i was like like Cla- claire's the best like why am i such an <laughs> asshole like she's the sweetest person in the world um yeah so yeah yeah but yeah when did you start writing songs and stuff um i know yeah that you were like writing songs and stuff for some of your early bands yeah yeah i would i would write music for um yeah basically that that band my very first band <laughs> oculus sinister the worst name ever I think it's sick. I mean, if, I, <laughs> if you pitched that name to me at that age, I would have been yeah. like, well. Yeah, yeah, every other exactly. Name I've ever it was come a up very, like, so dumb. like, in eighth grade being like, what I are the two coolest like words? Sixth grade. <laughs> You're like, Oculus Sinister, fucking sick. And, like, the singer was really into, like, hell. metal. I yeah. mean, and then I got into metal kind of a little later. So we were like, it seemed like edgy and rock, you right. know, like hardcore. Oculus. Um, <laughs> 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 Dude, that's actually one of our songs. Oculus! Oculus! Yeah, I was just playing it on mine. On the aux chord. <laughs> so, uh, what were we, what were you saying? What when did I you saying? get into writing music? Oh, yeah. So, we were kind of at a point. I was just like, I was very obsessed about the band. Right. And being yeah. in the band and yeah. doing band stuff. And like, I always wanted to have rehearsals. I was very... I was kind of like yeah. the one very much pushing and like I was to that. a fault. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was always that way too. Yeah. And so it was, it was, we were at a point where I just, I mean, we were probably in sixth grade, but I, or sixth or seventh grade. And I was like, oh, we have to, we have to have our own music, you know, like right. if we're a band, we're not going to play covers like forever. Yeah. Um, And I remember just sitting in a room with the guys and like, at the drums i felt like i couldn't do anything and i was like let's write like do you guys have ideas and i was sitting at my drums and like they weren't thinking of anything or like maybe we had a couple but there was nothing really there and i felt kind of helpless and so um my my so my dad plays guitar a little bit and kind of right we always had some guitars around the house yeah hard to write a song by yourself with a drum kit Exactly. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of any song ever that's like, all right, let me show you this song. Guys. The worst songs. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, there's actually a few drummers that are very like, like Terry Bazio is this guy. He's like a massive drum set with tuned toms. Oh, like, like, and he has chromatic. like a massive chromatic. Wow, like, that's crazy. It's great. I mean, it's really bad <laughs> in my opinion like but it's interesting for sure right but you know it's not like a song there's it's right. not a traditional and maybe you start with like a cool beat or something like that or yeah groove there's or come that up with different like groove ideas totally groove sections. ideas but so much of it is like at least for me like you're you're building on the song you know you're trying to support the song right you're not yeah. like I, there are, I guess, if, there's some songs where it's like the the groove or the beat is so iconic right. and essential. The drum arrangement becomes part of the identity of the song. Totally. But I think most most of the time, at least what I'm trying to do is just like support the song as best you can. Right. And give like, you know, obviously feel and time and groove, but like, you know, and co- you know some, right. maybe some color here and there or yeah. some weird shit but usually like especially with nova it's just like yeah 
you just want to lay down like a solid foundation. You just want to lay down when you listen to dude, our music. You just want to lay down. You're like, it's been a hard day. Oh, it's kind of true. But yeah, so then, I mean, I started just, and that was maybe what you were listening to is, is like songs more like that, you know, like you're maybe mm-hmm. wanting to emulate songs that you're yeah, listening to. Totally. Definitely. Yeah. But when I, it's funny cause a lot of music that I was also into, I was into like some through my dad, a lot of like progressive rock music, right? You know, like a lot of rush and stuff and looking back stuff that I'm, I'm still like intrigued by a lot of it's very cool, but a lot of it is like, to me, it's like a little over, you know, it's a little, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Like, it's not really a, like, not a song or, or if it is, it's kind of like this weird it's like a different musical, thing. Right. it's more of like a classical piece right. as opposed to like yeah. a song. Right. Or it's or, like chords, lyrics. Yeah. Chorus. Yeah. And I found myself, this this honestly was something that I mainly kind of discovered in college, just like the overplaying um, yeah. that I was doing. Me too. So much overplaying. Yeah. And a lot of that came from certain artists I was listening to where- Style, for sure. Where style was yeah. just like, oh, you're just fucking like the yeah. drums. You, you're filling in every fucking 16th note and everything, yeah, you know? And it's just like horrible. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it was definitely a lot of insecurity too. Yeah, exactly. Because like, every second you get, you want to be like, I'm, I'm here. Know I'm I sick. can play. Yeah, I'm here. Look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's a constant uh, kind of learning. Yeah. And, uh, cha- you know, challenging. Totally. Uh, especially- I find myself live like I'll think I'll think something be like oh I want to oh I could do this here or right oh I, I could try and and just trying to be like okay well is this gonna fit yeah <laughs> totally and just kind of be like like especially more recently maybe the last couple of years trying to like pull myself in a little more yeah and not like because sometimes when you're trying to think of something sick to do you're like not really present with yeah. the music yeah you're not listening to the song <laughs> you're not listening to the other you're musicians thinking about you're just your like part. yeah you're like kind of like in a conversation or something where you're like yeah i got the sickest thing totally. to say totally and i'm yeah. just waiting until i can say it exactly <laughs> you're just thinking about what you're saying the whole time yeah and like that's that's inauthentic in a way totally yeah um yeah what was high school like not music wise um socially it was kind of it was weird i mean i definitely uh was socially awkward i was you know it was hard for me to like fit in and just like make conversation with people making conversation like yeah it was difficult um i felt very out of place in high school i didn't feel I spent a lot of my time just kind of daydreaming like in class about music, about like, Oh, what I, what I was going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt like a lot, of, like I felt like school was a waste a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I ended up having a few teachers that I still think about today that were incredible. Yeah. And that really influenced me, but there were probably like three yeah totally and um those are important people they're super important yeah yeah incredibly important um but a lot of it felt like wasted time to me for sure 
But yeah, I mean, it was hard. It I don't was, give a shit about this Charles Dickens book. Dude, I'm Charles trying to Dickens? fucking oh rock. Oh, that's Tale of Two Cities, right? He, that's one of his books. Oh. One of his classics. Oh, no, man. That, that is, book it's was some brutal, just, dry stuff. It man. was just... Dude, that book. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just like, why? Why do we do that to ourselves? I would like to, you know, maybe give it a go now. See yeah, there's a lot there's of books I there. skipped in high school yeah, that I probably should have read. Yeah. <laughs> of Mice and Men was the one, a one book. Yeah. I mean, it's, su- it's super thin, so yeah. you can get through it. It was like, I looked at it and be like, okay, I can actually, I can read this. Yeah. And I love, I love that book. Um, it's a good one. But yeah, it was, t- it was tough um, at times. I think I, um, I started dating someone in eighth grade and in high school and that gave me a lot of confidence like yeah and kind of our group of friend our our friend group like a <laughs> you had one friend that you shared our group of one friend i don't think, um, I don't think you know how groups work <laughs> <laughs> but they they were like this this friend group kind of came out of our being together and right. like well that sounds weird that sounds no, like we you. weren't friends without but like when the when the group got close you guys were dating yes exactly um and that that was like one of my first like groups of friends you know? right yeah um, that i that i felt good about we hung out a lot um and then like what what was the group like what would you guys do just lots of cocaine <laughs> i'm just kidding uh <laughs> no, we were like 15 <laughs> um which i guess isn't probably far out for some people but no are, are, you, you, are you coke shaming right now i'm coke shaming <laughs> are you coke shaming the teens yep don't do coke kids so we uh what did we do i don't fucking know i was i like for most of my life i was very like straight edge not right i thought drugs and drinking were the worst like yeah i was very like critical of people that did that right and um until i was probably 16 17 Mm -hmm. and i had alcohol for the first time yeah and then i just totally 180 (laughs) but um yeah we I don't know we'd hang out grab grab food from a local like Mexican yeah, restaurant totally talk it's San Diego and, where you grew up yep in San Diego and just do do some very like normal normal yeah. kids shit Suburban, nothing very interesting teenage. to be honest yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how your upbringing was too right like suburban suburban yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yo that's exactly <laughs> what my I, let me why don't you tell me all about my own life dude. <laughs> listen listen up dude yeah yeah you know definitely just there was there was this real especially in high school i i made it was these three friends that i made uh like my freshman year um jr jake and tommy and we called ourselves the rat pack and oh, fuck yeah. We all lived like within skateboarding distance of each other's homes. Oh nice. So I could just like skate over to their houses and you know, we'd watch cartoons and listen to hip hop and like that was like a very uh 
I'm I'm very critical of where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, like I'm very that is one part of it that I'm very nostalgic for. Is that sort of totally. like suburban ride your bike around, mm. hang out with your friends. Totally. You know, get up to like very mild hood rat shit. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Like walking around at like midnight yeah. with your friends. Go to That's Del Taco. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get a freaking dude, a freaking crunch wrap supreme. Yeah, oh, totally. Just the wildest. That's Taco Bell. I don't know if you... <laughs> dude, are you we... trying to pretend <laughs> that you were cool? And I it's try cool. to pretend I know what Del Taco. Oh yeah, dude, me and my friends. We man. would eat no fucking the uh, big taco from there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was nice. I I grew up like in like middle school and stuff. Like far, I just remember living like far away from where I went to school. Um, and everyone that like lived in this like different city, and they all kind of like w- were neighborhood friends, and I didn't have those friends around. Mm-hmm. And I was also just like very kind of secluded, so I just like mostly hung out. By myself. Um, yeah. This was in, in Huntington. This was in Huntington. Okay. It was in Huntington. Yeah. That sounded like I said wasn't Huntington. I remember <laughs> for some reason, I remember sports though. I was like, I really liked all the kids I played sports with. Like, yeah. For some, like, I remember baseball specifically. I had like a group of friends there that I like played baseball with regularly. Like how, how old? Is this high school? Middle no, school? No, no, no. This Elementary was, Yeah, this is like age like 10 to like... 14 maybe gotcha you know? yeah, yeah i feel like there was like a little league crew nice dude yeah or it was tight but i'm back in playing baseball that's awesome it's hard for me to figure out whether or not i was like bullied or was mm-hmm. alone kind of yeah. like what you said earlier like because i was having such a, a a lonely internal experience yeah but i'm just sort of now like reverse analyze it you know totally like looking back and being like oh was i yep maybe i was beating myself up a lot more than anyone else was you totally know? man yeah it's so easy to look back and be like oh yeah, yeah, this yeah. is why i'm like this. right and yeah then, and i was like was that kid ever that mean to me yeah like, maybe once <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so um but also those kids, also kids fucking suck dude they <laughs> suck and they're i mean i remember a particular thing happening to me when i had really long hair and i was sitting like in the front of this auditorium um with a huge group of um, kids in my class. And I I can't, the funny thing is I don't even remember what this guy said, but he was just like, Hey girl, Hey girl or something. And I, Mm. and I turned around and then everyone just started fucking like laughing. And that moment crushed me. I was so, so upset. Like, of course, um, that's a cruel thing. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting because it's like it's so in, insignificant, but you never, yeah. you don't really forget those those things. Yeah, um, totally. And one day I'm gonna find that kid and fucking kill him. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, probably really that was nice always kid. the fantasy. Like <laughs> yeah, that, you're like, like when gonna, I win a Grammy, I'm gonna fucking stand on stage and be like, all you motherfuckers, like have a list of all the people that have wronged you, name them, be like, remember when you said that I was gonna be nothing. Look, look at me now, Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The funny thing is, looking back now, like, I think that kid in particular had, like, a really tough, like, upbringing. His parents yeah. sucked. And, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I, I would never, like, <laughs> wish to trade places with someone like that because... Right. They had, a, they had it really tough, actually. Um... But in the moment, yeah. 
you don't realize yeah man it's also interesting like looking back on just the like rampant homophobia and uh like misogyny as far as like i wonder how kids tease each other these days and if it is yeah. different if people are calling each other like homophobic epithets you know yeah um that Dude. i know that i was called and also called people you know totally yeah sucks and i am embarrassed about that but that Same. was also kind of like that was the time and it was used in my home a lot you know yeah and me too yeah it was used in my yeah, school a lot yeah, yeah. it's uh, like someone calling you a girl and that being like the funniest shit ever you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like that in and of itself like sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude unfortunately i think it's still there i mean um it's such a bummer because i i when i work at uh this the palisades these kids will come come by after they get out of school and they say the worst shit, man. They're yeah. racist, homophobic, and sexist. And yeah. Fucking like, and of course the Palisades is, you know, like a very white, white yeah. rich neighborhood. Yeah. So part of me hopes that like, I mean, it's terrible either way you spin it. Right. But maybe they're yeah. kind of like not most of the people in LA at least, but I don't right. know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it was just like really a bummer to see. Yeah, Totally. It's interesting because I feel like I grew up kind of around a similar vibe to that. Yeah. It was like, there, I mean, there wasn't like active hate expressed in my system and like my parents were like liberal and stuff. And yeah. There's a lot of under the surface stuff of just like totally socialized little things that I've only realized now looking back were like problematic or whatever. But I definitely had friends and I like definitely like race growing up was like it was this kind of abstract concept, you know? And like Obama was the president and it was like, yeah. oh, we can joke about that. Like it doesn't matter. Like, like let's, this is edgy, you know, to yeah. make these types of jokes and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, almost because it wasn't, it didn't feel it wasn't like, real, like yeah. a problem or yeah. something. Or like, it, yeah, it didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. I was like pretty, I mean, you knew that like, I don't know. I just don't think I was very like in tune with the actual like suffering of, whatever minority groups you know that yeah. were around so it was very easy to make gay jokes or black jokes or whatever you know definitely and then yeah. probably just like go, like moving to LA and like just making different types of friends yeah like it wasn't this crazy thing of being like oh I never realized that other people are people you know yeah it was, it was like this slow subtle stuff but just realizing like oh yeah like I like I and sometimes when I go back to Orange County and there are people that I grew up alongside that are either like still kind of make those types of jokes yeah. or like politically really took a right, a right leaning turn. Yeah. Uh, totally. And like Huntington beach where I'm from has like a pretty like nuts and shitty, uh, racist neo-Nazi alt-right thing happening right now, which sucks. Totally. And I think like when I was that age, in a similar way, I, I felt like certain words were like harmless, almost like, yeah, because I knew freedom like, of speech. Yeah. And, or I was like, well, I'm not homophobic. Like, right. Exactly. I know that. Like, yeah. I know that. Yeah. And so it's just like for fun or something. Exactly. Yeah. But you realize that like the intention, that's not for like yeah. everyone doesn't feel that way. And there's kind of like this <laughs> building thing that happens. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of those people slowly might get pushed and if 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 they're actually homo homophobic people right hearing those words then they just think that oh yeah 
Yeah, everyone's oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, this yeah. is cool. Like, or maybe they're get one it, step or, closer to like radicalization or exactly. something like that. Yeah, totally. Where it's like you can let that like allows the kind of dormant, yeah, hate to like maybe grow or something yeah. like that, or maybe that yeah leads to uh easier to like vote for this person or something mm. like that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Relationships in high school, romance time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Relationships in high school, romance time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very good interviewer. Yeah. Um, but you no, know, because I, I think I know this story kind of where like it was like that group of friends kind of broke up when you broke up with or when your yeah. relationship ended with it, that girlfriend. Yes. Where that is what happened. Um. Welcome back to Mac and Tell Carter about <laughs> Carter. Listen about here's drums. Okay. <laughs> Snare drums, you don't need to know about them. Toms, can you give us a tom? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was a time where, like, the group kind of, yeah, morphed and changed. And I, it wasn't that I was intentionally, like, removed from it. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, looking back now, it's kind of, I don't know if, you know, no one's really at fault for anything, but I think more of like. It's so hard to tell when you look back. Yeah. Like the, your internal experience versus like objectively thinking totally. about maybe what, it's just like, what the fuck yeah. happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I haven't thought about it in a really long time. So thinking cool. about it now, I'm realizing, you know. Yeah. Like I probably separated myself just as much like. Right. Um, as them kind of like, maybe not. I got a piece so bad. I'm so Dude, sorry. Pee. Pause. Continue. Cool. <laughs> My room is small, so you probably heard me pee just now. You know, these headphones are, are pretty good. I actually. didn't pee. I didn't. Oh. That was a joke. That was a good joke. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, man. Shit. I just had to go swear That was a bunch so of funny. Times. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get it out you get quick. a good fuck out? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Zoinks. Zoinks. Where were we? How did that relationship end? Um, Unless you don't want to talk about it. No. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, it was ki- it was kind of a toxic relationship. Um, towards the end, it was there was just constant fighting. Yeah, like it's weird looking back because I was in tenth grade. Right. So just to think that like. I was even trying to like have a healthy relationship at that yeah. age. It's like I, mean, I don't know how any high schooler right. could do that. Um, yeah, but you were drawn to that. You were like you were like wanted. Yeah, definitely that, that type of relationship. Yes, it's not everyone does at that age. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, and the girl I was with, she like we were really good friends before we started dating and um she you know, she she was amazing and we we had so so much fun together, so much yeah. great times and like she was my first like real girlfriend and a lot of shit that I feel like I've I figured out a lot of shit because of that relationship. Right. I think. Yeah. Like moving forward. Um, it's ideal. Exactly. And I don't know how it really ended. It just, it was so toxic. We were just fighting so much. It was terrible. Um, and we, 
yeah, we, we had to, we had to, you know, end it. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't working for anyone. Yeah. Um, She's like, I don't even like the drums. I don't like <laughs> drums. <gasps> no, babe, drums are sick. Check this beat out. Check out this beat. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a pretty mutual thing, I think. Yeah. But it was one of those things where we had been through a breakup. Right. We were one of those relationships where we were like broken up and we're together. We're yeah. not together. We're just back and forth. I've been there. Terrible. And so I think when it happened, it was one of those things where we were like, is this going to be like a, we get back together thing. Right. And, um, at least for me, it was like, no, it's not. Yeah. And it was like a very just straight cut off relationship. Yeah. We did not talk. We didn't, yeah, we yeah, yeah. avoided each other at all costs. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So and then did friend times change after that? Yeah. Um, definitely things changed i kind of became friends with there was like i think one or two people kind of in this group that also had these other friends and then i kind of became (laughs) a member (laughs) yeah of that group um word and yeah that was that was uh there were some really great people people that i still see you know now yeah um Hell yeah. Because of that friend group and kind of like extensions of that friend group. Right. Um, like one of my best friends, Kano, he, uh, you know, he was friends with all these people and t- to this day, one of my, you know, best friends. So, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. College comes around. <laughs> I'm going to play the drum. Oh, I'm going to play oh, the drums, I'm going to go to college, dude. I don't think I've For ever been music. this like sarcastic yeah. on an episode. That's I don't know good. why. No, it's great. I don't know why with people that I'm more close with, I'm so just like constantly Dude, shitting on them. <laughs> hey, that's it's more fun, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder, I'm like, dude, I was like pretty brutal <laughs> to my f- closest friends all the time. And yeah. if I just meet someone, I'm like so kind yeah, to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, man. Who knows? I'm not, a, I'm not offended <laughs> if you're wondering. Um, yeah, dude. Now that we're done with college, how was college? <laughs> I mean, I was there a lot of it. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was did you great. Feel man, out of place like you did in high school there. <sighs> no. Um, I will. Freshman year was difficult for me. Yeah, and um, I definitely went through periods where I was like, I'd be in New North alone, just like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? It was, um, pretty, it was a pretty fratty environment. In it was so fratty. The one that we lived in. Ironically, yeah, we lived so close to each other. Yeah. Um, and we probably didn't hang out like all that much for how close we lived. Um, I mean, we definitely, <laughs> probably like the, the second half of the year is yeah, really when we once we started band. the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, we definitely, yeah. But it was amazing. I mean, just... Yeah, I hated you, so it's fine. I fucking... <laughs> I never even wanted, wanted to talk to you, so it's, like, totally cool. I don't even care about that time. <laughs> but it was weird, because Daniel... Right. Who was my roommate, he'd yeah. be gone for fucking long stretches of time, because he was, like, rushing, and then... I mean, that whole yeah. process, just, like, trying to be a part of a frat, and then also right. pop in school. Right. Popular music, which is our major, which we we just call pop sometimes for people that don't know that that was just like he was gone all the time yeah and so i would just be like alone in my dorm and i'm terrible at reaching you out call to daniel people. pop you call da- him i call papa. him papa 
I call him daddy. <laughs> so Papa was gone for a while. Daddy. <laughs> They're like, where's Papa? It's hard when Papa's not around. What do you fucking do? <laughs> so you were um, alone a lot? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the way you asked. <laughs> oh, so you were alone? Oh, so tell me about the darkest time of your life. <laughs> when you were in a fucking... <laughs> one of the most expensive colleges in the fucking country. Um... Yeah, I see he's been getting some shitty press. It's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shitty dudes there. Terrible people, man. Yeah, I kind of feel the same I mean, way about like SC. Like I'm not surprised. Yeah. I feel like I'm the same way about SC as I feel about like America, you know, like in general. Totally. Like there's yeah. some sort of like complicated nuance. I'm like, okay, the, like I like this part. <laughs> I yeah. like this part. Kind of the whole system, you can definitely see some issues. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of it where you're like, few. I don't really, I don't really feel like this is me at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very confusing. Yeah. Um. No, that's a great analogy. That's exactly what it feels like. Word. So you got to study drums with Indugo. Yeah. Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah. What was that like? It was amazing. Um. He definitely elevated my uh, musicianship. Um, just being in a room with him, like one on one, is pretty intense. And he, like, he's a legend, and he kind of carries himself as one, but not yeah. in an arrogant way. Right. Um, he's very, very confident, but he he doesn't let you slip, like. No excuses for for anything. You right. you have to show up. You have to be ready. And yeah. if you're not, he'll fucking chew you out and like kind of merciless. Yeah. Um in that way. I know there were a lot of people that did not respond to that type of like teaching. Yeah. I mean I was actually initially one of those people. Yeah. The, probably the first half of freshman year I was kind of fighting with him on, on a lot of kind of his methods and right i did feel like okay this guy's just kind of way too hard on people yeah and i didn't feel like i was getting better and you know i butted heads with him quite a few times and just kind of like like going into the lesson i mean honestly pretty much whenever you go into lesson i mean after like junior year it was better the fear i mean but it's right. you're like okay i'm fucking like you you when you wake up that morning you're like okay yeah. my lesson with indugu today yeah. like it's it's a fucking thing especially as a freshman it's really intense yeah. so uh, correct me if i'm wrong would you were you junior were you taking like because you had a required amount of lessons yeah with him did you then elect t- to take more lessons with him yes yeah i did or which i'm so glad i did um yeah obviously because then he passed the following year but um yeah, he he was just relentless. Yeah. And second semester or the end of first semester, I don't know, I kind of just it, it just was not going well with me and yeah. him and I was just like yeah. I got to like change something cuz I I'm stuck with him. That this is how I was feeling at the right. time. I was yeah. like I'm stuck with him for 2 years. So and I was just like I'm just going to do what he says. I'm going to like I'm going to go with his flow and stop right. fighting it. Yeah. And everything just got so much better. And, um, Word. 
after you know after freshman year ended i realized like what he had to offer and how amazing he Mm. was and like and i think you kind of said it like his method isn't for everyone and you know i've heard some things where i think okay um he probably didn't have to say that or he didn't he didn't have to maybe act a certain way to a certain person right which kind of bummed me out um just to hear certain things because there's a level of like okay you should be hard on people and right. like push them yeah and then sometimes i think he was just mean to people or um and that that like kind of sucks to say um because ultimately like my experience when i look back was amazing right because i was able to like kind of like <laughs> i don't know like get over it and just kind of go with him on right. this ride that he was like pushing me on yeah and um but anyways like he he was just a phenomenal teacher and and a professor that like i don't think we have enough of in the way where like he really if he believes in you he's really hard on you and he really pushes you right instead of kind of just like letting you do whatever you want right and really trying to pass on his knowledge and like cultivate you as an artist yes yeah um and i'm so much better i'm so much better um and the way i look at music is he really made me listen in a different way you know yeah um this might be too technical of a question but i'm just curious about like when you sit down at a drum kit these days like what are you thinking about in terms of your playing like what's sort of on your mind about like oh i'm really trying to get this Mm. high left foot high hat control thing down or so like what's what are like your drum quests right now if if that is even yeah no it definitely is you ever play drums (laughs) no um a lot of uh you know the amazing and um also very sad thing when he passed was (laughs) that he that he passed but then patrice was able to get these amazing drummers in to help teach for that semester he was yeah um you know not there and she pulled like incredible drummers yeah. like bernard purdy um just amazing amazing uh people jr robinson um just, it was awesome it was great so um anyways Oh, this is horrible. I'm spacing on the name of the drummer. <laughs> but um My name is Mackin. <laughs> Mackin. <laughs> Dude, Mackin came in. He told me this and All right. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> Listen to these drums. Remember that time you gave me a drum lesson? Like freshman year? Oh damn, no. You don't? Were we in We I think it was in one of the drum practice rooms. He gave me like a short drum lesson. It was Damn, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I play drums I as just like a hobby. <laughs> I feel like we just did some warm ups and we just did like sticking patterns. Oh yeah. And so we were just yep. doing like singles, doubles, paradiddles, and you were just like trying to trying to smooth them out mm. as if the like hitting twice with one hand sounded the same as hitting with one with each hand or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. That cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's straight out of my, my 
um, drum teacher from, um, you know, before college. Yeah. He was amazing at teaching me all that stuff too. Yeah. I mean, also just from playing in a band with you and just like b- or making songs together and then just like yeah. watching and playing, obviously playing bass, guitar, drums, very like involved in each other's. So I, just from observing, you play the drums and yeah. learned a lot about the drums. When Thank you're sitting you. down in a Thank drum you. kit, like, yeah, what are your, what are you thinking about drums wise <laughs> these days? Well, practice wise, um, I'm, I'm trying to just, um, kind of, I mean, this is a little more technical, but like, uh, get stronger finger, uh, dexterity. And so I do exercises where, um, I'll literally go through my individual fingers. So I'll hold the stick with my pointer and thumb. Yeah. And then, um, I'll go through like my middle ring and pinky fingers. Yeah. Hitting the stick and kind of building up like speed. And oh, I mean, a lot of that is just for is for speed overall. Like when you're playing, um, and it just it helps it helps me play more smoothly when I'm warmed up on my fingers. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I a, a lot of stuff I'm working on is uh, is around that because um, one of the lessons that I had was was based around that, and that kind of like really stuck with me because that that it was a weak point of my playing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like coordination is always something that like you're kind of constantly working on and, right. um, dynamics, like playing quietly has been like the biggest kind of, uh, adventure for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm such a hard hitter. Right. So like learning how to play with like good feel and sound. Yeah. While playing quietly. Yeah. I remember that's one of the things you taught me from that lesson. You were like, oh, the fine motor muscles are like harder to tune oh, yeah. and develop than the, the macro big muscles. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I've been ripping you that. off for years. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, it's true. Uh, I think it's true. Someone told me that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds true. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> like it's so much easier just to like play, play loud. Right. Play hard. Yeah. Some guys can't it. though. You know? That's true. Sometimes it you'll is. see like a jazzer trying to rock and they like don't get it. And yeah. you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely something that like if you never do. Right. But, but it's it is, the same both ways. You exactly, know, if you never yeah. play quietly, it's fucking hard. And yeah. like I never did until I kind of came to college. Right. Because I was never really... I was never in situations where I had to. We were doing a lot of samba tunes and Oculus and No samba. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, playing like, learning how to play to the room and stuff. I mean, I still right. was bad at it for like, yeah. I feel like a lot of college. But as I kind of like the end of college got better at like being like, oh, in this rehearsal, I don't have to play as hard as I'm going to play for this show. Right. Like, right. I can take it down so that we can all yeah. hear each other. And Did you notice any sort of like because your drum parts are pretty involved. Mm-hmm. Um, d- would you say that, uh, like when we went on tour mm-hmm. with our band, did you notice like physically it being difficult to like sustain just playing all those shows in a row? Like, do you notice like a long-term fatigue from that type of stuff or not, not so much? No, but I think because we're only playing 30 minute sets is probably oh. why. Yeah, totally. Maybe part of it. Um, have you ever had a situation where you're playing that much and you're like, whoa, fuck. Like, yes. I actually remember the specific, uh, it was like a cover gig. 
Yeah. And I think we'd been going for like three hours and a lot of it was like straight, like yeah, pop. Like I was playing like pocket beats and holy shit. And I was hitting really hard because right. it was like a, it was a, it was a big. Probably weren't mic'd. <sighs> I think we were mic'd. <laughs> you were probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about the hi-hat. Uh. <laughs> but it was it was just like a nice sound system, you know. It's like I yeah. could I could afford to play loud. You could lean into it. I could lean into you it. You weren't so gonna drown out the vocalist. I exactly. I know. <laughs> At least I don't think I was drowning him out. Yeah, might have been. Right. But yeah, the physical like after. I mean, after like two hours, even it's like my my body hurts. Yeah. Um, for sure. So I mean, if we the nice thing about tour was thirty minutes was a perfect amount, and to be honest, by the end of tour, I felt really fucking sharp like i just Word. felt i felt yeah. like honestly the sharpest that i've felt yeah i think yeah, yeah, like yeah, was yeah. in that moment because we were playing right. just enough yeah and you know it's different when you're performing than practicing because you're like in that completely different headspace where you're yeah. hyper at least hopefully you're hyper focused and like yeah. um anyways i felt really sharp uh like yeah. by the time of the uh the silver lake show silver lake lounge yeah, show yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I think if we were doing like an hour, an hour and a half, yeah, then your body starts breaking down. But, yeah. Um, did Be you? How did you feel like vocally? Honestly, I never asked. Fine you. until the Chico show. Okay. Um, just because of like it really kills me is and what I've learned from just talking to people He's screaming at the top of your lungs. Well, honestly, yeah. Like I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I just do a lot of dumb voices for jokes yeah that really tire my voice out like a lot of you know just like oh you know and it's like you can't and especially like our band we get like so that. silly so oh, quickly yeah. so often oh, yeah. and it's that is part of my favorite you know favorite way to be in this world mm -hmm. you know um and so that was definitely like a challenge also i love to talk and i also respond to stress and yeah. uh boredom with like talking a lot you yeah. know you and tried so, to do a vocal rest day didn't you is I think that right I did yeah and i tried to like sleep with like <laughs> tape over my mouth so that i breathe <laughs> through my nose so oh my just and also to freak everyone out uh and uh Jesus. it's really talking at a club like after before a show totally. or after a yeah. show when it's loud and you're like because on like meeting new people especially like in connecting with like your audience like before or after your show is like that's like so special and yeah. that's like really honestly like what can be the most sustaining for me you're also amazing at that by the way i love it dude, it's my you, favorite shit you're just so great at it like it's nice yeah, yeah. I, I just always when i was a kid i just like loved going to shows and like if i got to so like talk to like the drummers and yeah. just be like oh you know yeah but it's just, I just, I, I'm, I, you know, I, it's, it's pretty genuine. Like, it's not just, yeah. I mean, it's also part of me is like, gotta sell some shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Of course. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it is, I mean, You're that's genuinely what, interested in people. Yeah. yeah and it's like, course. especially if people were like listening to a set, it's like, oh fuck, they just gave me their attention for their thing. Yeah. And like, you know, you kind of, I always feel a responsibility there too, to like take yeah. accountability for it, you know? Totally. But, uh. But it's also fun and I love like talking to people and it's just like interesting and you're in a new town and like so much of tour is like repetitive that it's like that's can be <laughs> so refreshing. Yeah. Diversity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But you're just, there's just like music playing, so you're just like fucking shouting. Yeah, and you, you don't know? realize that yeah. you're, you're talking so exactly. loud, you're shouting. Yeah, and then we would sing a set, and then like our our set isn't like super draining for me. Like mm-hmm. my voice is, I've never had a super like I've you have I, a strong voice. Your I think voice I have a strong doesn't really voice. like shit out on you very much. No, not that like I mean there are definitely songs that I you know like I don't like. Like when we were doing styrofoam, like original key, yes, like that would be that was insane. That was like yeah. top of your top of your range, you top of my range, voice. and I that would I would that was I would really start to feel that you know. Yeah, but th- we've grown and yeah. <laughs> lowered that song. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, especially writing, you know, like we write all the songs, and like it was, it's all well within my range, and so it's all in like yeah. a. I mean, there are definitely some parts where I'm like, uh-oh, here comes this note. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but for the most yeah. part, it's like, it's pretty chill. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was all fine. And then also, I have like a weird thing with my voice where it's probably just adrenaline, but like when I'm feeling tired or like it's not feeling great, like when showtime comes, like my body will just be like, it's, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, all of a sudden, like the notes that weren't there like an hour we'll ago come. are there yeah. or something. Um, and then That's even awesome. after the show, then my voice will like totally just like drop. Yeah. So like, yeah. well, hey, after the show, <laughs> Dude, the adrenaline is real. It's super real. Oh. So it was, it really wasn't until like the last show. And the, cause when we were all getting sick and stuff yeah, and just after just talking and cackling all day, <laughs> every day for a couple of weeks, like I, my, de- my voice was definitely like starting to get shredded. <laughs> Yeah, and then dude, the last, so the crazy. last show where like I was like I could hear myself at certain points, and I'd be like, "That's not the note." <laughs> <laughs> and there were certain notes that I just had to like shout, you know. Yeah. And it was more. I, mean, I think it was more like a living room show, and it like had a very punk feel to it, so I could kind of lean into that side of it and get away with it for that one night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. I was a little worried yesterday for our show yesterday. Oh yeah, it ended up being okay. Two days ago, you were kind of yeah. I think I had a bad salad a couple days ago, dude. That, that was crazy. Your salad. voice was like, yeah, I wasn't like it fried. It really sounded so. It weird. went away in a way that it has never gone away before, and I was like very scared. Like yeah, I'm always kind of like freaky. I'm pretty reckless with my voice, like you know. Yeah, and so like and it because it's always just been pretty dependable. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like I don't have like the discipline or regimen that a lot of other singer friends that we have have. You know. Yeah. And part of that is like me just fully just being so lazy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh and part God. of it's like you know, I, sometimes I talk to myself. It's like, oh, it's the genre, and then it's like, well, <laughs> oh, maybe I could warm up a little bit, and then that'd be better. But like, <laughs> that's so funny. Anyways, um, when did you start working out a lot? Um, I guess I always i I played sports like for I played soccer. Soccer was like my main sport. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank so you. I played soccer for like 10 years or something. I want to wow. say maybe a little longer. What position did you play? I played um, like right wing or left wing. I was like kind of one of the midfield wings. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, when I seriously started playing, I started playing club and like I was so out of shape when they first put me in that position and like, I remember like the first few games g- being at the club level and I was just heaving. I was just like, I couldn't do it because it was so much running back and forth. Yeah. But um, anyways, and, and then I actually started when, once I was in high school, I did cross country just for soccer. Like that was my mindset. Yeah. I was yeah. like, if I'm in really good shape, cross country soccer will be easier. 
anyways, and then I had a terrible coach in my high school uh, freshman year of soccer, and I literally, he was so bad, he made me hate soccer. And I was like, and I already knew that I was going to pursue music over soccer. Hey, Guran. <laughs> Dribble. <laughs> Dribble, Guran. <laughs> Dribble, Guran. That's funny. Uh, yeah, he was he was so bad, man. I That sucks. Anyways, I knew that I was like more into music anyways. Yeah. But so that was around I still did cross country and track sophomore year. Mm. And then after that I kind of was like you know, wanting to stay in shape a little bit and got into, you know, weight training and stuff. Yeah. And my dad had like a bench press and, you know, some free weights and stuff. So yeah. I was doing that. And then throughout college, I was always kind of on and off. Like I'd be doing a little bit um, here and there. I probably, I mean, I was, I would say it's fairly consistent. Like, I don't know. It, it really depends though. Like freshman year was terrible. I didn't really work out at all. Um, I'd sometimes run. But really, honestly, like the the consistency that I've been at now, like where I go pretty much every day, started last year when Quinn mm. left. Like, yeah, that was the that time that was really like dark. I was like, working out was the one thing that kind of kept me sane and yeah, motivated and yeah, it made me feel, I don't know, made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, yeah, I try to go to the gym every day. Um, it's super admirable, like how dedicated you are, and it seems to be this like Thanks. grounding, fulfilling thing in your life. It is, man. It's like obsessive a little bit. Like that's the only thing. Yeah. Um. Like it's. Uh, Have you noticed that? Has it ever been too much? Yeah. Well, just in those sense where like can't sometimes fit into your shirts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> freaking busting through your guns. Just freaking ripping. No. Oh, dude! I've created a monster. <laughs> it's me. I gotta throw away all my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, dude. Uh, Do you ever find like if you can't go, will you, will that's what I was gonna exactly what I was gonna say. Word. Sometimes when either like I'll be traveling or just my schedule's kind of too busy, and then I kind yeah. of go a little like I get a little uh, restless. I'm yeah, like, oh, am I gonna be able to right. get this in? Yeah. Um, but what a positive way to channel that energy, you know? Like yeah. You'd be obsessed with cigarettes. <laughs> like crack or something. Yeah, yeah or I don't know, beating people up or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the next phase of this. <laughs> <laughs> phase one, get strong. <laughs> Step two, beat everyone up. <laughs> beat everybody up. No. <laughs> Why is beating everyone up so funny? I don't know. Man. Like if you it's, think it's about a, someone actually beating somebody up, it's terrible, <laughs> horrifying. But for some reason, always like that's such a go-to joke for me lately. I'm I just think like, yeah, beating everyone up, especially for like the Novas. I feel like it's because like we would never, <laughs> ever yeah. beat anyone up. <laughs> like the most harmless people. We do. But do we're tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is your like routine in the gym been pretty much the same? Like, or yeah. Um, yeah, probably do, you do headphones. Do you do no headphones? Do you mix it up? Um, I do. I do headphones. I listen to podcasts mainly. Word. Um, what podcast? I listen to a bunch of stuff. Um, lately I've been really into this podcast podcast called Akimbo, um, with Seth, Seth Godin is his name. 
He's an author. Really interesting dude. Word. It's it's like it's not really it's not long form talk style, which I usually kind of yeah. Those are my go tos. Um, but his his podcast is great. Um, I'm a big fan of like Sam Harris's podcast. Yeah, I gotta get more into him. Yeah, man, he's really interesting. I love his stuff on meditation. Um, it's really he has a great app too called Waking Up that I love. Um, yeah, that I I use probably every day. Hell yeah. Um, it has just like daily meditations, and it's a new meditation every day. Yeah, and you, that's sick. You don't know what it's gonna be, and like, is it like a guided meditation? Yeah, it's a guided meditation. Nice. But you can also do non-guided meditations. I yeah, mean, he has like a timer. I just said that with judgment, like like such a piece of shit. Oh, is it guided? Oh, is it guided? That's Are you cute. Sure? That's cool, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need help. Huh? <laughs> I'm such a fucking hypocrite. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really that's sick, dude. How long have you been using this meditation app? Uh, I want to say since like December. Maybe a little longer than that. Yeah. That's tough. It's nice because, I mean, it's, there's uh, like a, you can do a yearly subscription. It's not super cheap, but there's a whole like intro course, which is like 50 meditations, 50 days. And you go through that. Yeah. Um, and he has a really great way of like introducing certain subjects and stuff. And the nice thing is that it's a very like non-religious meditation. Like secular. It's very secular. Like he doesn't bring in a lot of Buddhist references, even though he, he did. I don't know. He's like an interesting guy. He's a lot of ex- mm. um, experiences uh, from from India training with Buddhists. Um, but it's very secular. For you know, it, it kind of can work for anyone, right? Um, and it's a lot of. Uh, Does God come up in it ever for you? Um, it, what do you mean for medit in meditation? Yeah, like does it ever go to a God place, or is it is that not is that less interesting or less? Uh, your ex- what your experience is not really yeah i would say no um i mean you're yeah. so dumb <laughs> no, i'm just kidding god's cool if you're into god but. yeah i mean i definitely but actually i definitely think about yeah. like if there's a god and uh you know that's something that when i was younger i very much was like a staunch atheist like as a little kid I was yeah like, I don't fucking there's no god yeah it's so stupid which in a way is like i mean like skepticism is is healthy you yeah know? and like it's definitely cool to be like questioning mm-hmm. of ideas yeah and stuff like that you know yes yeah but i, 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 I question i was definitely the guy in religion class that was like raising my hand and being like oh this part <laughs> of the bible makes no sense <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> See, it's crazy to me that like you had religion classes, but yeah. that's because you went to Catholic school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was weird, dude. But that, yeah, that's a trip. That's it was a trip. Met some cool people doing it though. That seemed to be yeah. doing it for the right reasons, you know. That's the other thing is like, I true was Christians. Exactly. Like, there's some really great people that are Christian out there. Of course. Yeah, it's and you know, it's like there are shitty. There are shitty people in in all kinds of groups, you know. Yes. There are fucking narrow-minded atheists. Yes. That are assholes. that are fucking evil. <laughs> ruin the party. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then there are obviously well, there's no shortage of press for like shitty Christians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's all kinds of religious 
it's, I, I don't know. I like I'm a. I try to really like give people permission to feel what they to think what they want to think. You know, and like yeah. I, like the idea Me that too. Islam or some somehow is more violent or radical or something like that like yeah to, to me that is like that's crazy that that idea yeah. exists that people like look at ideologies as a whole totally you know, with yeah this like judgment about those who practice it or something you know yes yeah I, I agree but then you do get into like so many situations where it so often comes in conflict with other human rights you know yeah and then it becomes such a bummer you know? yeah it's really tricky like yeah. a lot of the middle east is really homophobic and it's like a tricky right yeah uh, i mean that is another thing with kind of like conservative values and like uh religious values that tend right? to be homophobic yeah you know, totally kind of just like the past yes <laughs> yeah the past is very homophobic <laughs> cool man word when'd you get into bitcoin <laughs> oh no dude <laughs> uh mm, about a year ago yeah a little a little it's been a little over a year yeah where i kind of stumbled across it yeah what made what's what's interesting about cryptos to you like what what got you into that world honestly i don't i don't really know um i just kind of was drawn to it i thought it was interesting i heard some good arguments for it um bitcoin in particular not really the other cryptocurrencies uh but it's funny because we were just talking like i've i've kind of come like to this point where I don't, I don't know if I really think Bitcoin is like the currency. What the I thought it was, yeah. Like I've kind of gone full circle and back to where I started, yeah. which is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, it does suck. Like I use Wells Fargo as a bank, and that <laughs> yeah. sucks, dude. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Totally. And like LA, I think was trying to pass like a public banking initiative mm. uh, in 2018 that like did not pass. And it was going to be this like, you know, basically like government run bank that uh, oh. like reinvested the money in the community and stuff like that. It wasn't oh, like cool. doing shady ass shit. Yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. Like all the banks do. It sucks. <laughs> yep. I mean, I've tried to do like some research. I'm sure if I was like, part of like a local credit union or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even really fully understand what that I means. don't know either. <laughs> I mean, I'm a part of one too. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, family is Wells Fargo sucks and it's just like, so I'm like, Oh, like what? They're making money off my money. Exactly. And let me tell you, buddy, lots of money in my account. <laughs> All of the, they are getting, <laughs> they are getting filthy, filthy rich, rich off of me in particular. <laughs> oh my God, dude. No, dude, I have so many overdraftings and it's, Part of me is like, I, why should I, I like shouldn't get a credit card, you know? Mm -hmm. Part of me is like, why would I yeah. get a credit? Because credit cards are just like permission to go into debt in a way. <laughs> you know? Oh, dude, it's bad. But then it's there bad. are times where I don't have any money and I'm like, wish I had that credit card. Exactly. You're like, I get it up front. Week. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. so nice. Uh, yeah, I, I use my credit card for everything just because there's like a point system. So I'm yeah. like, well, if I use my debit card, I'm not getting points. So why would I? Why yeah. would I not use it? Yeah. And then I end up overspending, and you know, scrambling at the yeah. end of the month to yeah. pull it together. But 
those points, man. <laughs> it's all about the points. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much like fuckery going on in the world, you know? <laughs> you heard about some of this? No. Bro, I was reading some articles. Shit's kind of fucked up out there sometimes. Bro, are you sure? I don't know. I don't dude. know, dude. Ah, it's probably uh, fun. It's probably cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why lately, like, <laughs> it's been more aggravating, like, being. Like, there's so much, like, necessary suffering in the world where it's just like, you know, you get old, you die, yeah. you lose all your friends, like, you know, people yeah. coming in and out of your life, heartbreak, you know. Yeah. And then there's so, and then there's like so much unnecessary suffering of just like people fucking over, you know, like shit that like, doesn't have to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So much evil. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like this wasn't like a, like you didn't have, like you're, you're causing harm. There's some, like sometimes I get very overwhelmed by the harm that's being yeah. caused, you know? Mm. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm naturally causing so much harm, you know, like just by like walking around. Existence. Yeah. Yeah. Killing little microorganisms. Mm hmm. Yeah. Onto my feet. Totally. And like, so you try to like bring an awareness to that, but it's also like, you know, I think about that a lot with like white privilege and like yeah. us being male. Yeah. white male um white men <laughs> yeah. rather <laughs> yeah and just like how can we how can we fit in and not do <laughs> any more harm and like right. be be supportive yeah um, not be agents for these oppressive systems yeah try to be agents for like equality and change yeah and exactly freedom getting everyone free <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> It's interesting, man. It's tough because it can be it can be kind of bleak. Yeah, yeah. There's some like book that I always hear people talk about that I haven't read, but it's like that. This is like in as far as human history goes, it's like the least amount of suffering. Yeah, like the least amount of war and like rape and murder that has ever happened. And I know overall poverty or uh, what do they call it? Um, abject poverty. 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 <laughs> Poverty, as they say. <laughs> Come, it, it's it's risen. You know? Yeah. Um, so there is kind of an overall, like, we're getting yeah. better, maybe, <laughs> in certain ways. Yeah. But huh? worse than others. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I wonder how much, like, to how much extent, like, people just enjoy talking about the end of the world. And so, like, we're just, yeah. like, so anxious as human beings, you know? Totally. And so I think, like, regardless of what age you're in there's always like a dude we're fucked totally the constant like every era it's like yeah this is the the most fucked up time yeah. in all of history but also like we're fucked exactly <laughs> so it's like wait what yeah trump is our president this trump is, is president. this is this is weird he like got, he's got all the nukes yeah like global warming around like we've got apparently like less than 20 years to like pull shit together jesus <laughs> oh know? yeah so i heard that too 20 years something right? like that i don't know there's some people that say that like if we don't really like i don't know you just always hear those depressing uh facts trump <laughs> is one where it's like undeniably like what the fuck happened you're not a big trump guy <laughs> okay uh let's move on <laughs> It's so interesting because like at least in the worlds that that we walk around in like I just feel like shitting on Trump is so 
it's just like interesting. Like the world of Trump criticism, I think, is really interesting. Like it's yeah, it's so easy, and it's it's important to like take cheap shots. You know, and just be like, this guy's freaking his hair is dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's good. He's like he's got baby hands and all that shit. <laughs> right, like, exactly. And like I do think that has value. You yeah, know? and it, like we should be able to, and, and that's cool. We have the freedom to say that. Yeah, those types of jokes. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy like well more of like a thoughtful. You know, John Oliver yeah. think piece. You know where they're taking the sh- the cheap shots and th- and then they're also like kind of diving deep and taking those types of shots too. Yeah, but it's definitely a, it's like a tricky balance because I feel like just the overwhelm is so constant. You know, and there's like just like a bunch of really just exhausting, depressing things happening all the time. So like you want to yeah, stay informed and like just try to stay on top of it because. If you get overwhelmed and like tap out, they, they win, you know? Totally. And so like, you don't want to do that, but it's like the conversations are so, I've, I've just like, you know, it's at a certain point, it's like, it gets, I lose energy. Me too, I'm like man. having conversations about. Yeah. It's really, it can be really hard because yeah. you feel like you can't take on everything. Right. Yeah. Um, like this morning I saw, um. I think it was New York Times or maybe it was Washington Post, but just like child labor in um, Africa for chocolate, like for cocoa, harvesting cocoa beans. Dude, it's fucked. And like there's this whole, there was some agreement that like Hershey and I'm talking about this and I like half read this article, but um, Mars, Hershey, like Godiva, a few like big, big, big chocolate, big chocolate, yeah. <laughs> dude, big chocolate. Wow. They signed this thing 20 years ago being like, we are going to slowly like eradicate child labor from, you know, our farms, whatever. And it just hasn't happened. And like, oh man, apparently they can't even um, track like they can only track like 20% of where their beans actually come from. There's like a whole fucked up system in wow. place that's almost like helping them like not being able to do anything because they're like well we don't know where our fucking beans are really coming from right yeah who's who's watching them exactly but it's fucked man it's really sad yeah and it's just like there's i mean there's a piece like that every day and it's pretty yeah and it's important you know i was like well this this is something that's going to make me think twice about just like eating a fucking hershey's bar right exactly yeah and Um, even if it's just that one yeah act of protest or something that changes it's like yeah yeah so you're not just like laying down and perpetuating all the shit you know yeah but i think about like freedom a lot and like systems a lot you know and like i feel like this is probably a very like (laughs) watered down way to think about it but in just like the basic terms of like okay leftists want a lot of government big government you know yeah. and then on the right side they're like i don't want the government controlling me free market you know yeah but then that leaves you susceptible to like corporations you know and yeah. just like that in turn like run the government yeah and so it's like you want freedom from the government for sure yeah. you know like you don't want the live in like a police state or something like that or like having freedoms from the government is huge you know yes but then also like 
without like, certain regulations, like corporations are just as free to like tyrannically oppress you, you yep. know? Yep. And so totally. I just like think about that balance a lot. Cause like some people are like, they get so like mad about the freedoms that are getting taken away by the government or something like that. And it's like, yeah. well, how free are you if you're just like allowed to be like fucked by Google this other si- or Amazon? System. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's still like, it's just interesting. Like, mm how we each define freedom you know yeah and like the quest for freedom and like the perceived freedom like a lot of times right? i think i'm like oh shit maybe yeah i think there's some, so much less freedom than you know you think you do yeah there's like some list there's there are like a couple different lists that are aggregated like by uh. different like research companies or databases or something like that that like rank the united states in terms of freedom oh really you know uh-huh. and i think like I think the lowest number is like 49th or something like that. Uh-huh. And then some of the higher numbers are like in the 20s or something like that. But yeah, it's interesting when you start to think about like, oh shit, what are, what is freedom? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Personal freedom, emotional freedom, you know? Yeah. Free, like freedom in relationships. Yeah. Financial freedom. It's funny because I've been interested in this idea of free will and like kind of the illusion of free will. You I showed me showed that you podcast the other night when I was so high. <laughs> Dude, I know. It's the once in a blue moon when so I get funny. high. <laughs> and it was blowing my mind. It's a crazy thing, man. Ever since I heard that, this is a Sam Harris thing. Yeah. Um, he talks about it. He wrote a little book about it. It's very, it's a very difficult thing to kind of reconcile and like think about because What's uh, his kind of main argument is that like basically when you look for free will, <laughs> this, this is horrible. I'm, I'm not going to do this justice at all. Um, but I mean, essentially like free will is an illusion and that if you really actually like watch your mind and and watch how you're like finishing this next sentence. Right. You actually didn't have a choice. Like Mm. I had no other way I was going to finish this sentence than the way I finished it. Right. When you're considering the factors that led you to. Yes. Yeah. It's like determinism, which I guess is this scientific thing. Just like if you think about how the, the world was created and like, the, let's say the big bang happens all this shit happens billions of years evolution blah 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 <laughs> right skip over that part no but like the all earth, these things the earth is 2000 years old god created it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff we all know Continue. <laughs> but all that stuff happens and it's like once the big bang or whatever is before that you know there's like this trajectory that we're on and we're just in it mm. and and things are just like you didn't decide like to be born, you know, it just happened. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's just these, a ser- there's series of events that happen. Right. That couldn't have happened any other way. Yeah. And cosmic momentum. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of, tr- it's that kind was the of, name a trip. of my band. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> no dude i was sick in high school (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man freedom dude 
But yeah, once you think about free will, then then it's just oh man, then it gets messy because then nothing nothing is you you're not everything's predetermined in a way or every it's de- determinism like yeah things are happening yeah there's no other way that they could happen right but in a way it's weird because then it's like you still have to hold yourself accountable hold right. others accountable for things yeah i was gonna ask be like a betterment like yeah better the society right yeah like like how much does that change your like course of action as as far as like how you lead your life you yeah know? exactly like i, I guess know. it would maybe take some of the existential pressure off of just like well yeah there's this correlation like almost i'm not sure how he explains it but with like the illusion of the self like he talks about the illusion of the self and free will kind of are um two sides of the same coin idea basically if you if you look for your ego you look for the one that is looking you you won't find anything um Mm. (laughs) and i'm not really sure how that (laughs) connects to free will or just like who who is it that is making choices yeah yeah yes i think about this thing in uh i think it's a buddhist school of thought and i don't know enough about this but at least the core of the idea is like very interesting to me. Yeah. And it's, uh, I actually think about it when it comes to recordings a lot. Oh really? Um, I forget what the Buddhist word is, but it's called like the five aggregates. And it's basically like what our human experience is. It's like a combination of these five ephemeral things that like, I think, cause I think basically, cause like Buddhism, for at least from my understanding, like it essentially formed out of Hinduism. Mm. And like in Hinduism, back in the day, India, who's the best, dude? Everybody's <laughs> hanging out, laughing. Dude, it was great. Dude. What a good time. And when it was real, back when Hinduism was real. <laughs> JK, hello. Um, like in Hinduism, there is like this idea of a soul, this like thing that is, if you, if you strip away all the, all the veils, you get to this thing that we all, that unites all of us and is at the root of your being, you know, Mm. and that carries on. Um, And Buddhism was kind of like, what if it's just all fucking veils, man? (laughs) Like, what if there is no thing under it? And what if it's just this kind of constellation, this temporary constellation of of factors, you know? And so I forget exactly what all the five breakdowns are, but it's like, you know, it's like your sensations, your thoughts, like Mm. your Nah, they break it down into five parts. I got yeah. two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's just like, oh, it's these kind of like these temporary things that, like, because it is crazy when you're like, okay, like, what is consciousness? You know? Yeah. Like, what do I have that, like, uh, that like other forms of life don't have, or like things that are not alive? You know? Like, so, like, I don't know. So those five things coming together, and then it kind of creates this, like thing greater than the sum of its parts or mm. something like that you know mm. and then it's like so if you're like watching your mind like who's doing the watching you know yes exactly if you're not your mind and you're this other part that's watching it like what is that part you know yeah and then it's like maybe you're not any of it yeah <laughs> you know you're just along for the ride man. <laughs> yeah and like then you still like the like, consciousness is just there right like, yeah all this other shit yeah not sure 
Yeah. But one thing's for certain is we are we are experiencing yeah. this, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like your cells change every seven years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not my body, but like if you took my brain and like put in another body, like my me. Yeah. Like your, your experiences, shit. if you're. Yeah. But I think about it in terms of like recording was it's like, if you're floored by a piece of music, like how much of it is the arrangement? How much of it is like mm. how it was recorded? How much of it is, it is like the mixing? How much of it is like the lyrics or the, the songwriting song. yeah. or just the, like the context in which you heard the piece, like all these. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I think about that. Yeah. That last thing you said, like, do I just love this record because there was a very specific or like a song. Right. Like there was, I was just feeling a certain way and I was, I gravitated towards yeah. it because things will happen. Well, you know, I'll, I'll hear a song again yeah and think well i don't i don't really like i don't remember right. i thought i liked that more right or the opposite would be like whoa i fucking love this song what the yeah. fuck was i thinking totally yeah especially now that we're like that we work in music and yeah spend a lot of time <laughs> like, we know everything thinking yeah. but yeah now yeah. that we're fucking making sick like, beats every day masters dude the other day i was like listening to this one song and i was like i could have done that <laughs> i was listening to the beatles and i was like these drums are actually kind of sick <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ringo's actually just profoundly the greatest, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, but you still, you know, like, just thinking about all of that change, how you're going to, like, live your life. Exactly. You know? Like, are you going to be less of a dick now? <laughs> that's all that matters, Carter, right? I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's important, though. Like... No, yeah. Like, and that's one argument where like Christianity, like really good Christians are good people, man. Some, a lot of them, some of them, yeah. not all of them. Yeah. Not many of them. Just kidding. But just like, are you going to be less of an asshole? Right. Are you going to be a better life. friend, a better, yeah. you know, spouse and totally lover, whatever. Yeah. Like Christianity is interesting because there is this like promise of eternal life, which I I Dude, not to yeah. diminish, but I do think it just <laughs> is like that seems like a very earthly reward. Exactly. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's, it's so weird. Like it seems like something like a low level supervillain would be after yeah. <laughs> in like a Spider Man movie. <laughs> oh my god, dude. You know? That's spot on. And so I just I think it's weird that that is like the reason to be nice, you know, so well, that you get fucking like exactly. a sick house in heaven. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's <laughs> so selfish and it's not, Yeah, it's so, you're, you're thinking, you're not living in the present really if you're constantly right. thinking about what ca- what can I do so that I live yeah. forever. This is, yeah. You're not going to cherish like the time you have as much. At right. Least, and then th- that's know, kind of like a know? benevolent view of atheism or agnosticism where it's just like, oh, you should just be nice like to be nice. Yeah, you know? yeah, like exactly. That in and of itself is the right thing to do. It doesn't yeah. have to be you know, backed yeah. up with this spiritual return or something like totally. that. I don't know. That's an dude. interesting thing. It just reminded me of the f- free will piece and like, I mean, he makes a good argument. Sam Harris does for like, like our compassion for like terrible people and like what they've done. He may, he makes an in- interesting argument about like, you know, there, I forget who the, murderer was but there was this guy and he had a brain tumor and i don't know if he killed like his wife or he killed someone or a couple right. people and then they found this brain tumor and then everyone was like oh my god like 
you know, this wasn't him. This was this brain right. tumor. Yeah, he's a victim. He's a victim, right? Like of this physical thing. Yeah. And what about people that are victims of just horrible genetics and they're terrible people? Yeah. And they are kind they, of victims. Yeah, totally. To being and susceptible yeah. to doing these things. Yeah, like most people don't have the impulse to like, you know, murder people. Murder people. Yeah. And it's like if you have that impulse, yeah, to what extent are you a victim of circumstances? Exactly. And like in a way we should be we can be a more compassionate and it's kind of radical compassionism. Yeah. But I think it's interesting and like we can be compassionate to these people. Yeah. And I mean, you we, know who's we all about need... radical compassionateism? <laughs> Who? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he is, dude. Yeah, for real though. Yeah. It's a good story. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um It's crazy though because then you like cuz you were talking earlier about that kid that like maybe bullied you or something yeah. and you were like you were looking back and being like hey yo like maybe that kid like had like a rough time growing up or something yeah you know definitely like to what extent because like ultimately you have to like protect you know yourself and just yeah. being like okay like yeah like i understand that if i cover myself in barbecue sauce and drop myself <laughs> into a lion's den <laughs> i'm gonna get eaten by a lion and be like yeah that's the lion's nature i get it cover myself in barbecue sauce that's dude. what i want to do so badly <laughs> i think you need to do that part <laughs> just get in there that's the only way lions walk. <laughs> I'm trying to get eat eaten by all a their lion. Food with barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like, you know, like knowing that about lions, it's like, okay, are lions like bad people? Yeah. No, it's just lions, you know, like. Totally. Who also yeah. like, we don't go near lions for that reason, you know? Yes. So it's true because totally. it's like, how much should we try to understand like why bad people do bad things? Yeah. You know? And like ultimately, we still need to lock them up and protect the rest of the society. We need to protect people. Yeah, exactly. Or I think about that in terms of like racism too. Mm -hmm. Like how much, how much do you psychoanalyze the Nazis, you know, or something like that. It's like, yeah, you got to understand it so you can like prevent it from happening again. But yeah, it, you know, at a certain point you got to be like, no, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, no, like you suck, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting thinking like, okay, what, at what point are you actually accountable for your shitty decisions? Totally. Um, exactly. And it's like, you can still have compassion. I don't know. It's tricky. Cause it's, it's like, it's really tricky to like maintain the compassion, but also like combat against harm. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's wild. I don't, yeah. Oh, you can do Yo, I'm wearing socks and I'm wearing gym shorts. What? Yeah, I'm never gonna go to court because I'm afraid of a judge. What? Yeah, I fucking live in the sludge. I'm a little mud boy. <laughs> little mud boy. Hey, little mud boy. Thanks for being on my podcast, Carter. Yeah, man. This was fun. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Fuck. I had one other thing I was going to ask you. Yeah. Ask uh, Do you think about doing like, like a Carter solo record? Is that <laughs> a thing that you yeah. are planning on doing at some point? Are you daydreaming about? Is that Ye- something that you like? You yeah. want to be a chapter of your life? I think so. Yeah. Hell yeah. I definitely have thought about it. Yeah. 
Um, Selfishly, it's a lot I, of work. I want that because I like your songs a lot. Thanks, you know? man. But also, I was like thinking about your like artistic like path the yeah. other day, and I was like, hell yeah! Like, I think about that with like with Larry too. Totally. And obviously, Sarah. Like, obviously, is Sarah already, too. Is already making great stuff. Yeah. You know? um, I think it would just like I was thinking about this recently because. I don't know what situation I was in, but I was I was struggling to come up with like a drum part or something. Yeah. And I was like, how can I get better at this? I was like, well, I should just work on writing songs and then, you know, work on writing drum beats to those songs. That's yeah. how I can practice writing drum beats for other people. Right, yeah. I was specifically thinking in that context. But yeah, I, I do think I want that. I'm just, yeah, I need yeah. to work on some... <laughs> a lot of stuff but hey man i mean i one dream at a time you know exactly one project at a time exactly i'm 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 happy drumming right now my yeah. life for sure yeah but writing is always just so fun and like the best i do feel so good like and i haven't i haven't written like a full song in forever like yeah. since school but just even writing like a little little line here or there yeah. it just you feel so i don't know well i think it's it's very the way you make your way through the world is that way of just like yeah thinking about stuff processing it yeah and like you know totally making art out of it i think it's like the the sending it out into the world thing that scares the shit out of me and yeah like, you know yeah like this like this even this podcast like right i don't know if i'll listen to this it'll probably be too hard for me I don't. <laughs> you are fully crying right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to know when to push that instinct and when to like yeah, honor it. Totally. Like, oh yeah, I'm unsafe right now. <laughs> like I don't need to conquer this. I should listen to this voice that's telling me not to do this thing. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Like, where does your? I hate the word perfectionism, but like. You know, right? It, we like I think about like a record where it's like, okay, yeah. we're working on it, we're working on it. I mean, we could yeah. spend fucking forever mixing it. Yeah. And at one point, you just go, okay, well, this is pretty good. This yeah. is let's just do it. You know, like because you could yeah. spend forever working yeah. on it, and it'll never be as cool as like it could be in your head or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And like, where do you just go? Oh, fuck it. It's over. This is this is good enough. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's helpful having our band yeah like, having a collaborative project because we can kind of be each other's barometers you know so it's like sarah writes a cool keyboard part we can be like that's sick like moving on yeah exactly <laughs> and like challenge each other to like do better and stuff which i'm realizing like even like the solo things i've done have like y involved usually at different parts of the process someone else coming in and being like this is cool this is not cool yeah you know even if it's just like picking songs for something or recording it with somebody or something it's awesome like the trust we have in each other yeah i, I say this a lot but just like it helps we're comfortable yeah picking on each other's parts <laughs> and be like hey yeah i love this hey i look maybe we could do something else there totally and no one gets offended or anything we're just like totally. okay yeah like maybe there is something cooler there yeah and it's so easy to second guess yourself yes and just having oh other God. people around like kind of objectively being like oh that is cool yeah, yeah. And i feel like if we can get something that we're all like stoked on yeah it's sick yeah you know? exactly yeah yeah it's, it's interesting I was, I was like watching a, like a broad city interview the other day 
and Alana Glazer. Is it the hot ones? Yeah. Dude, I've it's seen great. that. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. That, you know that part where she's like, you guys need to watch a new season of Broad City. Huh. It's incredible. Yeah. It's my favorite show. Yeah. And it's like, she's like the writer and creator and yeah. star of the show. Yeah. But it's also this like big collaborative process, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it didn't strike me as arrogant. I was like, oh, that's totally. like a very pure, like, she like made this with her friends and she like thinks and her she friends. Loves it. Yeah. And she's like really proud of it. Yeah. She's proud of it. Yeah. yeah. And so it was interesting. Cause like, obviously like, you know, if you hear like, oh yeah, like what if like, <laughs> you know, Miles Davis only ever listened to Miles Davis records. You'd be like, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's so arrogant. Oh man. But it's nice That's making stuff with your friends that you can just like get, it's easier to get stoked on cause you're less like, uh, exactly. It's less about you. It's about the, yeah. The four pieces, at least for us. That just reminded me of something else. Um, and I forgot. Word, man. Yeah. Well, you'll never get another chance because this is it. it's over. It's been cool being friends with you, Th- dude. This was my moment, dude. Yeah, dude. So I'm glad you, it's over because I've had enough <laughs> of hanging out with you yeah, forever. Jesus I'm good. Christ. And uh, our band is good over. Break. Yeah. Our friendship's over. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to. It was cool. Yeah. I need you to move I your, don't know about your that. car. I say cool. I, yeah. You need me to move my car. I need you to move your Are car. You're sure. You even though I'm parked behind you right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Love you, dog. Love you too, man. Hell yeah. That was awesome. We did it, dude. You crushed it. Oh wow. Thanks for making the time, man. Dude, of course. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.